0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ming Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. It's uh what is it today? It's a Tuesday. And that means we're off schedule. Um uh, yeah, you know, so like, you know, the normal Sunday was travel day for MGN going back to HQ and all that good stuff. And that meant it was harder to schedule Aldo, so we're not with Aldo this time. It's just a solo show for you. Uh, you know, valued listener of the Ming Green Nation podcast. Uh, I will say there's no controversies going on here, uh, unlike some other podcasts in this world, apparently. Um, you know, just regular, regular old, you know, chugging along, doing the thing. Uh, we did go to Memphis. We saw the main green. They were white. They were wearing green helmets. But we saw them live and in person. Where's R- Ralph? Uh, said my wife. Uh, I was like, what? Huh? Oh, you mean Seth Trail. Uh, yeah, he's right there and there he was walking the sideline, looking frustrated at what that, the goings on. So if you're unfamiliar with what happened and that, that happens, uh, North Texas went to Memphis and they lost 44 to 34 and you might think, well, Hey, 34 points. is pretty good. Right? We didn't get blown out like we did last time. That's good. Right? Yeah. Yes. And no. Like anything in life, you know, the idea of something ahead of time sounds good. Then you get there and then you realize what you could have had. And then so the original idea didn't sound so great anymore. And, uh, you know, like if you said, hey, we lose by 10 circa around, like, say, you know, uh, the loss to UNLV, um, I'd be like, well, that's not so terrible, I guess, you know? And you're like, yeah, I only those for a few touchdown passes. And, you know, the they defense plays well. And you're like, yeah, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good day, I guess. But when you watch it, you're just more frustrated because he could have won. It could have been a win. Um, And I think maybe if you listen to Seth Luttrell after the game, who said, well, you know, it just kind of shows we can play with these teams, the AAC teams, maybe you're frustrated and a little demoralized, like I was. Um, So Also, it's kind of weird to separate these two two things, but they're true, right? you got to separate them. It is entertainment, and the question is, was I entertained? I was. I had a good time. At uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Memorial Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, you know, which I found out was built in like the sixties, nineteen sixty-five. It's old, but not as old. But it feels like some of those older stadiums, like Daryl K. Royal, Texas R- Memorial Stadium in Austin, uh, Nayland Stadium in Knoxville. Um, what's the other one? Uh, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Uh, what other one am I thinking of? Some other, Rice Stadium in Houston, Texas, you know? These old places, the old, and, uh, you know, I think you can tell that I should have known, I said. I should have known that it was not as old as those other places because I had to use the restroom. And I went in, and it looked somewhat modern, like there was a urinal. Like, the urinal was right up next to another urinal. Fortunately, there was not a gigantic crowd. It was only 23,000 people. The place holds 68, uh, which is about a third, I think, right? It's about a third. I said it, it felt like a third field. Right? Someone was like, "Was the crowd like?" I said, "It felt like a third field. Um Yeah, you know, so like the, those other places, it's like a, you know, it's a concrete trough. Just, just go ahead and piss in there, buddy. Go ahead, you know. That's that's kind of the, the idea. I don't know. It was a Great Depression, man. They just they weren't worried about that. Just like let it, let it loose. Here's some peanuts and a water. You know, I don't know what they what was what were the concessions like in nineteen thirty seven? I feel like they were sparse. Uh, you couldn't get like a 20 ounce water. You know what I mean? Anyway. So, uh, we had a good time there, right? The, the stairs are steep going up, you know, and kind of climbing up a ladder almost. And then going down, it's a little weird. You're like, that's, I don't know. I, I might die. I might die and Roll all the way down. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's also kind of similar to, where else did we go? What is it called? Pharaoh uh, Faroe Field in, uh, in, in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Uh, very similar. Uh, you one the thing about like football stadiums is they all are football stadiums, right? There's a big square field, looks the same, and then how they do the seating around it is really what changes. And there's only so much you can do, right? It's not like a baseball stadium where it, you know, has some quirkiness and there's some different sidelines and you know, you have some weird things there that kinda make it unique. Um, you know, football's football. You go to see it, it's sort of a square and that's that's what's what. Um I, you know, Memphis is a good town. That's the other part, right? Did I have a good time? Was I entertained by the trip? Yes. Memphis, there's not a whole lot of reason in my life to be traveling to and fro Memphis, Tennessee. But, uh, you know, like I'm not that big a fan of Elvis. I don't want to go to Graceland that hard. But, uh, yeah, I went, we went, we had some barbecue and, uh, I gotta tell you, I guess I'm a barbecue snob. Uh, I had some ribs from a you know, one of the famous places, a place they like, You gotta go here, man, you gotta try it out. It was fine. It was good. I was hungry. The ribs were good, it tasted good, it satisfied my hunger. But you know, I was like, they're not real meaty. My wife was like, there's a lot a lot of bone on these ribs, huh? Like they were they were literal about it, getting ribs. I was like, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. The best ribs in my life I've had was uh at a at a brewery what is it called i forget like 40 something whatever somewhere in little rock is a brewery uh you can write me uh you know ribs at meangreennation.com and I'll, I'll let you know where it was uh but that w- those are just amazing ribs lost 40 that's what it's called lost 40 brewing in little rock arkansas the best ribs i've ever had they're like fall off the bone they were. They, it was like I don't know. It like they did do a thing on like Thursdays. Like they we just we do ribs on Thursdays. It was very good. Totally recommend it. Um, you know. So then yeah, I was expecting well, Memphis must be amazing, right? Because it's just Little Rock. But you go there and uh, yeah, it's fine. Brisket was good. It was tasty, but it's not the best brisket I ever had. I've had better. So maybe it's just because I'm a Texan, maybe just I'm a snob, uh, maybe you know, losing. Memphis left the sour taste in my mouth, and nothing would be good. I don't know. Uh, good times there. I mean, you know, y- the good part about going to a sparsely populated game, sparsely attended game, is that you can kind of navigate yourself around. Right there is nobody crowded up against you. Uh, I was like, I think the time we went to the Texas game was at twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, whatever it was. Our Texas at at Texas. Um, it was it was good. It was one hundred. 20,000 people there But you're just like Right up next to somebody else Right So I was like Sitting next to a student Who was like Cheering Texas fight Enthusiastically Um In my ear Uh You know So like You can't really get to and fro It's hard to go You know You gotta go get another beer It it takes some thinking And some navigating And some politicking Uh But you know In Memphis There's a There's the sea of bleachers You know So you can just kind of spread out We have children uh, so you know they're kind of going around everywhere the way children do, and that's good for that kind of thing. Um, you know you can go to the restroom. There's no line. You can walk right up to the concession stand and get some terrible nachos, uh, quickly. Right? You want your bad nachos as quick as you can get them. You don't want to wait for them. That makes them worse. Uh, you know that's fine. That's that's how you do it. Good times. I bought uh like, you know, multiple cheap beers, and they're fine. And it was whatever. All what I expected going to a football game. I had a good time. I was yelling. I made somebody else in the crowd laugh uh, by saying, uh, let's go defense. And I think he was like, no, no offense. And then I said, no, I said, let's go defense. And then there was a round of chuckles. So if you want to know the kind of dad humor that happens when you're sitting around me, that's it. That's what's happening. But it was good. It's fun to yell. There's only so much yelling you can do at your TV as you're listening to the terrible announcer. Sometimes you got to go somewhere and yell at the team and say, you know, come on, Seth uh call a good play. Now all that aside, um watching Austinani throw five yards past his receivers and then occasionally just tease you by hitting a wide open Jeremy Macklin, uh, you know, uh hitting uh uh Jair Shorter. Um, you know, it's it's a little frustrating, right? And I think the, the positive people among us are going to say something like, well, you know, Austin Ani's fifth in the nation in passing. Uh, right. And cool, right? It, he could be first in the nation in passing with the opportunities that he's had. Uh, he's thrown hither and thither and not to his receivers, right? I posted a video. You go to themeagreennation.com, read the post, scroll down, there's a video there. Um, Ani had a wide open dude in the end zone. He didn't even put it close to him, right? Give your guys a chance. Um, and that, that's, <laughs> those are the least of his mistakes. The worst, I didn't see one I was coming back from halftime, uh, and I didn't see it. The second one I did see, uh, but both of them were interceptions caught by the other team by definition and then returned all the way. Pick six is other uh, another way to say that. And, um, you know, that's 14 points given the other way. And then there was a terrible uh, snap. I don't know who you want to blame. You can blame anybody. Maybe it was a play caller. I don't know. It looked like the ball was snapped right at, uh, I think it was, uh, i o face. But it looked like Austin uh, Austinani reached for it. I don't know if that was a fake reach. I don't know what happened, but it was silly. It was a very bad team-like mistake. And I've said this, right? Like you, you look at bad teams, they'll find a way to hurt themselves, right? When we played, when North Texas played UTEP to open the season, I was saying... um. You know, this is bad. You know, obviously, you don't want UTEP going up and down the field, but UTEP is going to give you opportunities because they're a bad team, and they did, right? They, they had the wide-open dude running 40 yards by himself, and then uh, the guy overthrew him, Hardison overthrew him. Uh, they had two field goals. They missed them, right? They fumbled over here at, the, at in the front of the end zone, right? You know, Texas tried to give them points, right? We had the ball on him, turns the ball over. Uh, we give him points right there, and they can't do nothing with it, right? They're a bad team. They're not going to take full advantage of the opportunities you give them, right? We're a bad team. I must say it, right? We're not a good team. I don't know if we're bad or terrible or something like that, but we're, we're not good. I'll say that. And, um, you know, we, we do things like throw interceptions for touchdowns, uh, fumble the ball at the three-yard line, um, call the same, dive into the line three times against UNLV, uh, and allow, you know, 359 yards rushing to UNLV who had, Previously only amassed 259 in two games. That's what bad teams do, right? You look at weird stats like that like, you know, how did this happen? When North Texas was a a very bad, the worst defense, they gave like five dudes their career uh, high in rushing, right? Um, that's, that's what bad teams do, right? So we're looking like a bad team. Five games in, we're what? Two and three, right? We beat a bad team, UTEP, and, you know, forget what they did against Boise, they're still a bad team, um, Boise, and then you beat Texas Southern, uh, an FCS team, right, and, uh, and then you look over at the teams that beat us, beat North Texas, SMU, a solid team, a good team, right, uh, UNLV, not a good team, Memphis, somewhere in the middle, right, um, I'm concerned about this FAU team. FAU, is uh, they're better. They don't really have all their their stuff together. They find ways to play close games all the time. It just doesn't matter. They played Purdue close, lost by two. Uh, They played uh, Ohio close. I think they lost by, I forget what it was, like a point or something like that. Um, And then they beat Charlotte. It was terrible, right? So FAU, I think they're talented. They have good defense. They have talent uh, on offense. They find ways to... To kind of mess themselves up, but they're they're good and they stay close. They keep themselves in it, right? They they made a comeback in another game. Um, you know they they're not bad in the way like you know like uh, we thought Rice was or Middle Tennessee was for a while. North Texas is very talented. We got I mean you look at like Roberts if somebody can pass him the ball, uh, you know he can do some things. Macklin can get by guys uh, shorter. If the ball could be within his vicinity, he'd catch it. Uh, uh, Damian Ward Jr., he's good. We have a good squad. Rod Burns, you know, worked himself out to scholarship. He's good. A lot of good talent out there. And you can see how if you had a quarterback that could put it on them every time when they need the ball, um, this would be a very good team, right? The running game, very good. We talked about that. One thing you saw like Memphis doing and then UNLV a little bit more, was, like, stacking up to stop the run. We said, all right, well, what's going to happen eventually is we're going to need Ani to make the kinds of throws and kinds of passes to keep him honest. But the run game is going to be the driver of everything. And in the last two games, there's been a lot of pass games, pass game available. Full credit to Ani. He's, being able, he's been able to hit those dudes um, enough that North Texas is scoring, right? But, you know, he's made some mistakes. There's meat on the bone, right? Uh, again, watch that video. See how he missed the dude. Just completely, just a terrible throw. That is not. I mean, you know, like, can I make that throw? No, but I'm not the starting quarterback. He is, right? Um, we need the starting quarterback for North Texas to make that kind of throw to give our guys the chance, um, you know, to have it to have an opportunity to really win. Like North Texas right now, you'll you'll hear this also. One and own conference play, chance to go two and zero, right? That's still on the table. All the all the goals are still in front of us sure um you know but you don't want to leave opportunities there right um there's not going to be a marquee win like you know like uh uh SMU UNLV Memphis none of those three teams are going to get people excited right I, I think you could for some fans you could say uh yeah hey Memphis we play Memphis here and they'd probably ask you uh yeah where Memphis where is that you know not a whole lot of people know about Memphis, and that's fine, right? The 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 programs that people know about, you know, Texas, Texas A and uh, you know, Arkansas, even, uh, are not on our schedule, right? Miami, uh, the team that Middle Tennessee beat, um, according to Rick Stockstill, the the team that they they whooped, um, is uh, is a known team, right? You can get a win over them, and then you can sell some more season tickets, and you can get more money for donors you can go around and make some things happen. Beating UNLV, it's not going to do it, right? Beating Memphis, not going to do it. SMU, maybe, maybe. Uh, but my point is that those are opportunities to sell the program, to build the program, and I, for one, am not super excited about hearing, well, you know, we can play with those teams. Um, like, I don't know, like, y- you're playing a risky game, right? Like y- You look over at, like, say rice with uh mike bloomgren he's been selling the same thing for a while they've been always like for five years uh on the verge of being a good team and it's all gonna click and this time we have it now we have whatever the thing we needed that you didn't know that we needed um but please believe in us um and you know like rice they're sort of putting it together probably a year or two later than everybody um you know, wanted them to or hoped they would. You expect a little bit more progress, but it seems like they're just turning around. They got enough transfers, I guess. Uh, North Texas is in, like, a spot where they're still getting talent, right? Like, st- still got Tommy Bush out there. Um, you're still getting some guys in, but at, but at least on one side of the ball. Lost a lot of talent, right? Murphy Twins are killing it over there in, in, in uh, UNLV. Uh, that's fine. That's That's okay, you know. If you're going to be the kind of place that, that loses talent, you know, to wherever, I think that's fine as long as you're getting equal talent. Yeah, it needs to be balanced. Um, you know, because some dudes, if you're doing it right, are going to leave early for the NFL or they're going to leave early for a uh, P5 program and that's fine. You just want to get the next guy, right? You always got to be getting the next guy. And I think we all question whether or not we add the next guy. Uh, is Tom Treib, is that, is that dude going to be the next, uh, you know, Grayson Murphy? I don't know, but he needs to do at least seventy percent of the job, something like that, right? Um, we've seen a regression defensively, but full credit to the squad—they play very good against Denton Ryan Ryan's own—I uh, forget the guy's name—the the Ryan kid there, start starting quarterback from Memphis. Uh, he looked harried. He got intercepted. Um, friend of the show Billy Sierra was talking about how. Um, up to this point, nobody had really challenged. Um, uh, like, there were no interceptions. It had been a while, right? And then I think he was saying, like, it's a function of it's not really being in the in the vicinity, and that's all true. And on the super secret podcast that was deleted, um, we joked about that. It's like there's a lot of stuff where you're, you know, it's hard to intercept the pass if you're ten yards away, or if you're falling down, and some of it, some of it is like the the other teams are not even saying, you know what, we'll throw it over the top. We'll just throw a short pass. You won't be able to make a tackle, and then we'll go score, right? We've seen that happen as well. Uh, in this game, Gaddy balled out, and he had been struggling. Um, a lot of dudes were playing close to the receiver. They were close enough where they can knock the ball down, on, I think on a couple third downs. That was good. And then, obviously, the interception. Good stuff. Forced their punter to, to show his talent and show his quality. And uh, I was rooting against that punter. I never disliked the punter before. But that guy, I looked at the stats, it was like three times in the 20. He punted it three times in the 20, like from various distances. He stuck it in there every time, as high as it could go, bounced like once, and it stayed there. It would just die. It was ridiculous. The guy's a great punter. Um. So, you know, full credit to the defense showing up when they needed to show up unfortunately they allowed like something like 200 and something yards rushing. Uh, and you know, if you want to be nitpicky and maybe you're, you're Phil Bennett, you are nitpicky. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of yards allowed by that dude, Thomas late in the game that allowed Memphis to close the game out. One to get a touchdown, right? They thing on the fumble was like the three yard line, they punched in guy score. Um, but then they got like two first downs late in the game. North Texas was doing good. They were scoring, right? So, um, some of those garbage-time touchdowns might have been, you know, uh, uh, there might have been more garbage-time touchdowns to it, make it even even closer, make, it, make Memphis kind of nervous. But Memphis ran the ball well. They got a couple first downs. That was it. Um, defense played well enough to win, I thought, right? There was a point in time where the difference in the game was the three turnovers, right? It was like t- 41-20. North Texas had thrown two pick-sixes. And the one uh, fumble, right? That that, that, was, that was the difference. We were stopping them when we needed to stop them. Uh, and we were our, our own worst enemy. So I don't want to read too much into this game because uh, I think that's bad. I think, like I said, you take, you take the progress. Guys are going to play well. Guys are going to play not so well. Um, and hopefully you should see, you know, improvement as the season goes on, as guys get better, as teams learn. As you, you figure out how to be a good team and you, you know, make adjustments, right? You should improve, um, you know, barring any injuries or something like that. So we should see improvement as the season goes on. We should see the offense clicking a little bit better, especially the past game. Um, we should see the defense figuring out their rotations. Um, and then, you know, it's it's a game of, of coaching right after that. Finding out what works, self-scouting, scouting other teams, identifying weaknesses, that's where you show your cleverness in and, and how you've been doing well in the film study earn your paycheck coaches right um so you know after five games you know we this one against FAU, then we then we have a bye. so that's that's the real like pause point but I think we know enough about this North Texas team in um, in previous years five games was half the season right that was that was it it used to be just like nine or ten games. Um, what do we know about North Texas? We know that if you let them, they can run the ball. But they have difficulty getting short yardage. Uh, If you let Ani, you know, throw wide-open passes, he can hit them. But he'll throw an interception or he'll miss fire here and there or a lot. Um, And the offensive line is a little hit or miss. They'll throw a bad snap every, like once or twice a game, right? So if, you, if you're a defense or you're an opposition fan, you know that's going to happen. You say, well, two times a game, Texas is going to do a terrible snap. We need to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, once or twice a game, Austinon is going to throw a near interception. We need to take full advantage of that. Make sure our guys are, you know, practicing and catching the ball. And, um, you know, we need to make sure we don't uh, slip up and let North Texas, you know, execute the the lone um, fourth and short or whatever it's going to be, right? They'll, we know what they're going to do. We just got to be ready. That's the scout. Uh, that's the book on North Texas. Can what North Texas has beat a UAB beat a UTSA, beat a Western Kentucky, who apparently is very good. Beat a Rice, who's tougher now than you know. They they played Houston very close. Um, can beat can they beat a Middle Tennessee, which is uh, which apparently has enough firepower to jump up and beat you now that they have a quarterback in Cunningham. Um, I don't know. The question this week is: Can we at home beat FAU, uh, a team with its own flaws? but has that has a win against the terrible, you know, charlotte squad. Uh, there's a lot of you know, uh, uh Spider-Man putting in himself in this in this game. A lot of lot of similarities here where you're saying, uh, you know, when you squint, this is a very good team. And then sometimes you're like, man, this is a bad team. I don't know if this team could win any game. Um we said uh Aldo and I in a previous show that <laughs> Maybe it'd be time to uh, to walk to call Seth into office, Brent Baker, and like look. But uh, wait, you know. <laughs> I guess you're gonna have a lot of time to go check out all that NASCAR that you like. You know what I'm saying? Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Some of that would just kind of joking. I don't know that you fire this guy. I don't. I don't think that firing anybody midseason is a good look. Uh, but. But football is different. And uh, yeah, I'm repeating myself from the super secret podcast that nobody listening to. Uh, so I'm trying to, uh, as I'm talking, I'm hearing myself what I said before. and I feel like I'm repeating myself. But the point we made was that unlike basketball, where you can completely revamp your squad, right? Two, three guys from the transfer portal. All of a sudden, you're a completely different team. You can't do that in football. There are just too many moving parts. Um Firing a guy mid-season is supposed to give you enough time to hire the next guy, and then give that guy enough time to recruit and build his staff and build, um, you know, the kind of initial class that he he'll, he'll need to do something successful that first year, right? Um, you want to give everybody as much time, but what you're doing is punting on that season, right? It's very difficult to convince guys that are on the team, um, you know that cared about, you know, the the people around them and, and the coaches and all that other stuff to keep playing and keep competing at a high level when you just basically said, "Ah, eh, we're going to punt. We're going to give up on the season, right? No, 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 but you keep trying hard, but we're done. Um, And then, you know, you just create uncertainty for the staff, right? It's hard to, co- yeah, yeah, you're like, well, they're coaching and it's an audition for the next job, but that's all difficult, right? You know, like if, in real life, right, I've been in, organizations where we're like, well, we're going to have a reorg. reorg. Uh, We're going to have to do some hiring firing or change up this department. It's very difficult to give a hundred percent and care about what, you know, whatever your core values are and all the other stuff. We don't know if you're going to be working in this department or this under this manager or whatever the case may be. There's, it takes a space, right? There's a human element here. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to, Turn the whole program around. I think there's a lot to be said with just keeping on, keeping on, right? You look at middle and you look at Rick Stock still. They've had a lot of success there. They've had a lot of terrible seasons too. Um, And I think on some level, the Middle Tennessee staff is like, you know, it could be very, very worse, right? And there's a lot of reasons to like Stock, in that every once in a while he delivers some good football here and uh he's a pillar of the community, right? So, I think there's a lot to be said for that maintaining some kind of consistency in North Texas, right? You like, you know, you always got South the Trail there and then let him work through some weird stuff, right? Uh all that said, I, I, if it were me, I'd be saying, "Look, we got to do better on short yardage and uh you got to find a quarterback buddy and uh, this that and the other." Um I mean, I think Seth Joe kind of knows that and whatever. And, you know, like, all this to say is that I don't know that firing him right now because he lost to Memphis is the answer or the solution. I don't think North Texas has the kind of cash that would allow them to do that, right? Uh, I certainly don't have, uh, you know, $15 million, $20 million to pay any buyouts or help anybody fund a coaching search or something like that. And so I won't be... <laughs> Uh, advocating for that. I'm not gonna tell you how to spend your money and say you give Ren, you know, ten million dollars and let him go do fire him and hire the next guy. Uh so we gotta be practical, right? A lot of practical North Texas aspects to this. By the way, I heard Ren Baker was a uh, he was rumored to be the Georgia Tech uh A D over there. You know? A couple of these places are firing their guys. Looking around, everybody likes what Wren Baker's doing. Um but anyway. Back to Seth Luttrell. Um I think there's there's a certain aspect that I talked about earlier, right? There's a part of it where, you know, like it is entertainment, and some of the entertainment is about like the fantasy, right? It's like we're building, we're doing, we're growing, um, and North Texas don't have, we don't have the excitement anymore, right? Nobody's excited about it. Um, you know, we we talked about the bowl game. I was talking to a guy on the streets of Memphis after the game. I was actually coming out of the hotel to meet my wife at the barbecue spot. Um and I was going I was trying to navigate and the guy, a couple of drunk guys, there he is and then he completely missed a high five. Uh he was very uh let's say uh in his cups, right? Right? game of Thrones. Anyway, um and so one of the the, the lesser uh <laughs> uh drunk guy. Uh, I was talking to that guy, we're, you know, we're we're talking about. I was like, "Are you excited?" if we go to a ball game, he's like, ah, and exi- that's it, right, that, like, the, it's entertainment business, but it is a business, right, we won't pretend it not, North Texas is trying to make some money, at least get money into the program, at least be self-sufficient, right, uh, front door to university, all that other stuff, right, um, you build enthusiasm by winning, and, um, uh, you know, you get people to shell out more for season tickets, to shell out more for bowl game trips, donations, this, that, and the other. If they're excited, they feel like their money's going to good use, right? So yeah, we built this practice facility, and they practice themselves into being able to throw two pick sixes, right? Um, yeah, we built them, you know, like uh, got them all this money. I bought season tickets, and that money went towards uh, you know dive into the line on fourth and one three times in a row, and uh, a, a terrible loss in Vegas, right? Good job, a lot of lot of good that did. Um, and so it's hard to say. You know what? Yeah, I know we lost. Come out. We're gonna do. Uh, you know, buy some tickets. Uh, uh, spend some money on parking. Spend the whole day there. Maybe get fried in the heat. And uh, we're we're gonna lose to FAU. Are you excited about that? No, nobody is, right? Um, <laughs> it was a lot more exciting and fun. And uh, you can hear people talking about it. People that you know normally wouldn't. Right? My my mother-in-law. My my, uh, my dad my, uh, uncles, uh, you know, they're, Hey, North Texas, all that they were a uh, winner. They, you know, they're asking you questions, right? Um, like even was a couple years ago, uh, last year, I went, I went down in to, to, to Dallas and, uh, somebody thought I was, <laughs> thought I was a native American. Uh, but you know, I, I, I was like I went to North Texas, they're like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, there wasn't that kid there What's his name. Uh, he was, uh, he was from Oklahoma. I was they're talking about Mason Fine. You win, you get talked about, right? You get your brand get some brand recognition. Uh you lose, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares and they won't spend their money, right? Um, so it's hard to get excited about Seth Latrobe trudging to another five win bowl, blowout loss. Uh, you know, it's hard to get anybody to spend any money on that, right? There's people that I know that are that are constantly trying to sell their their uh, club tickets. Or give them away. Like, I just don't want to go. I don't want to be disappointed. Do you want them? I want them to go to good use. I don't know if I'm going to renew next year. Right? That's, it's difficult. makes everybody's job uh, more difficult. It's easy to be a ticket sales guy when you have the hottest ticket in town. Right? It's like, uh, you just open your doors. Then money comes in and you're done uh the other way you're like hey you can come we'll give you like a free soda what about like a combo pack you know what if we sell you like volleyball we'll give you a volleyball ticket football ticket basketball ticket we'll give you a hot dog you know just come on out please please where are you going uh that's what's happening right now right um so there's that aspect of it i think at some point they're like you know what we're losing revenue losing like this so yeah let's spend money at least generate some excitement, right? People get excited. They come out like, well, at least they're doing something. At least it's a new guy. At some point, that becomes a factor, a big enough factor that you make a change, right? So look out for that. Um, and I mean, for me, I'm a crazy person. I will be supporting the team. I'll be out there. I'm going to be watching every game uh, anyway. But uh, I don't think that Seth Luttrell saying, oh, it looks like we can compete with these teams, that got anybody excited. There was a lot of, ugh. To his credit, it was at least something different than what he usually says, right? Where he talks about the number of phases in the game that were won or lost, right? Uh, so, there you go. Um, that was a trip to Memphis. Uh, good times. I'm excited about Memphis as a as a conference mate. I think Memphis is a, is a city. There's a lot of culture there, right? A lot of history. Uh, I, I wrote about this in the in the, the game review, but I did learn about the Mississippi Delta. I didn't know this before. I, you know, I'm from Texas. I'm from South Texas. The, the Delta is not really big in my life. Uh, but I heard somebody talking about it. They're like, yeah, you know, other people from the Delta. and So I looked it up. It was in the wiki. We were driving home. And um, I, you know, I found out that the Mississippi Delta and the Mississippi River Delta, two different things. The delta is an alluvial, uh, like, you know, uh, watershed, basically. It's like uh, over thousands of years the flooding of the Mississippi, flooding of the Yazoo River, creates the super fertile land, create all that land where they, uh, you know, they enslaved people and we were cruel. Made a lot of money, though, so there you go. Um, the other part, the Mississippi River Delta is actually, you know, the classic delta where, you know, silt deposits from the emptying out of a river into the ocean until its terminus right happens so there you go two different things like new orleans is like the river delta the mississippi delta is the the little area where the two rivers uh you know or m- flood over thousands of years fun facts um uh, but that's actually south of of memphis by the way um what else it's a good town you know they got the Civil rights museum uh they have barbecue I mean you probably like the barbecue I'm a snob if you're you're probably not a snob like me um uh what else is what's going on there it seems like a good place uh to go spend some time every couple of years definitely can see that happening I'm excited about Memphis as a conference mate like I wouldn't I know Cincinnati's leaving right but i was I wouldn't be too excited about Cincinnati I want to go up there what's going on in Cincinnati I don't know. Maybe it's a good town. I don't know. I don't want to be up there. Memphis, I, I'm I'm in. I like Memphis. Uh I've actually been to Tulsa. Tulsa's gonna be in the conference too, right? Um Tulsa's yeah. It was a little you know, there's a lot of talk about that downtown stadium in Memphis and in, in Tulsa. Went there, I saw it, I was uh I was unimpressed. There's also a downtown stadium, baseball stadium in Memphis, by the way. FYI. Um I saw that pyramid. Right, the pyramid they have that used to be the basketball arena, uh, that was interesting. The other part about the Liberty Stadium area was the Mid South uh, Coliseum, you know, the house that Lawler built. Uh, apparently the the Beatles were there, Elvis played there, Jerry Lawler was there. Uh, now it's boarded up. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited about Memphis. You should travel out there. It's a good time. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening on Beale Street, music. Food, beer, bar, bars, you know, lots of stuff to do. Um, I think we sort of did it, uh, sort of spur of the moment. So we, we got to do some things, but not nearly everything that is available in Memphis. But I uh, totally recommend it. Uh, make it a part of your, your travel things. I think, like, you consider some of the cities in our conference, right? Houston, Memphis, even San Antonio, good places to go. I like what the AAC is doing, right? Those are easy places to travel. You can fly there. they got real live airports, right? You know, just like landing in the middle of a field somewhere. Um, and uh, you know, there's like it's a big town, so there's other things going on where, you know, like the whole town is not like, Well, we're going down to the game. Like that might be fun, but it's also kinda weird and you can't like do anything else about it. And then if you lose and then you're just kinda faced with that fact as you're leaving middle of nowhere uh state. Um and this one there was only one guy. I think he was rubbing it in my face. I went to charlie rendezvous walked in i was looking for uh our table and then he saw my shirt and then he he looks over at the, the his the other employee there and he was like hey hey the tigers win today and she's like yeah they won, they won. like, "Oh, 44 to 34 okay they were, so they won by 10 okay cool i was like what you just trying to rub it in my face guy he's like oh 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 i mean no i just i just uh i know what he's doing i know what you're doing guy um <laughs> So, anyway, the, my point in all that is uh, it's a good place. So I'm I'm excited about them in the rotation. Um, do, do you want to talk about FAU? What is there to say about FAU? Are you more excited about, like, the game, the possibility? Are you you're intrigued by this matchup? Like, look, tell me about, uh, you know, Gulf Coast offense or FAU. Like, it's really going to come down to whether or not North Texas can continue to play the kind of defense they played against Memphis. Um... FAU has a a mobile quarterback that'll get them some yards. They have talent that will, you know, unlock, uh, unlock you. They'll throw it over the top. If we are not playing good defense, being in spots we need to be. And if all those, uh, the new rotation guys, some of the new guys been out there getting, getting some time. If they're not executing, if they're not where they need to be, FAU will score, right? They're not going to, they're going to be a little bit better than, than Memphis. I think, um, uh, and defensively, again, they have talent, but they've they've kind of lapsed here and there. Against some decent teams, right? Like Ohio's pretty good. Um and uh and then Purdue, they have, you know, Big Ten talent. Um North Texas has has good talent. We can, you know, we can open up somebody. A lot of North Texas' problem has been ourselves, right? Austinani min missing dudes, play calling being weird, uh offensive line miss doing terrible snaps or, or just uh missing a key block here and there. Um, that's been the case, right? That's been the, the the flaw. We've moved the ball well. Asanani can throw it. He can find some guys. Jeremy uh, Jamori Macklin, I'm sorry. Jamori Macklin, uh, you know, he's fast. He can get behind guys. He's done it a couple times. Um, Shorter can get open. Tommy Bush can get open. Little things like that. All these guys are there. It's available. We have to just execute. And unfortunately, I don't think that's possible just to switch that. Like, hey, four games you haven't been able to execute. What if we just start executing now? What do you say, guys? It doesn't really happen. Um, so can we execute enough? Can we make mistakes and still win? I think maybe against some uh, some of the other programs, yeah. Against these programs, against like, maybe an FAU, less room for error in this one. Uh, that's basically it, right? Uh, after this tech, we we'll have more room for error in that one. Although they're pretty good, they can—they have talent. They've been—they've been hitting everybody with long touchdowns. At UTSA, they're going to be angry. Um, it's going to be loud. It might even be uh, packed there. I don't know. Uh, at Western Kentucky, nobody's going to be there because nobody cares about Western Kentucky football, even though they're good all the time. Um, and then only, the only stadium only holds twenty-three thousand. FIU is going to be awful. We might. That's 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 a game where we can put up 70 against them. Western Kentucky put up 73 against them. We can do that to FIU. FIU is just completely awful. At UAB, very good team. Rice apparently is a good team now. Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't want to believe it, but they, you know, whereas before I would say yeah, they're they're awful, forget about them. They're pretty good now. They played Houston close, like I said, but it's very possible that Houston is just that kind of team. That always plays close games, no matter what. Like, every game they played this year. They're like Appalachian State. Uh, They played a close game. And um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. Is that Houston? Is that Rice? I don't know. Rice definitely, they got blown out against Houston before. And now, you know, they play them a close game. Only lost by like seven or something like that. So, there you go. What does it all mean? It means that there's room to be entertained. Everything's still in front of them. I hate to agree. Seth the Trill in that one or everybody else, but it's true. Uh, You know, one and own conference, you get to go two and own conference right here. And then that gives you, like, if you win those games, you can slip up. Like, you can lose to UTSA, right? As long as you take, I want to say take care of business, but as long as you beat the teams that you should be, right? Um, Beat the teams that you're capable of beating that are within that, like, that range. You only got to play 10% better to beat FAU, right? Maybe you have to play. 30%, 40% 30%, 40% better to beat UTSA or UAB, right? But you can be 10% better. You have room for error against Rice. You have room for error against FIU, definitely. You have room for error against Louisiana Tech. Not so much against uh, UTSA, Western, and UAB, the three top teams in this league, I think. Um, but that's it. Like We had a lot of room for error against UTEP. They moved the ball well, but it was like 0-0 or whatever it was at the end of the first quarter, even though UTEP dominated that quarter. SMU took full advantage of it, right? UTEP, not so much. Anyway, can you win? Can you get into the conference championship game with two losses? Maybe. I think UAB's probably gonna slip up once. I think UTSA is ready to lose one of these games. They, now, oh, here's the other part. We complained, uh, on this show, that, you know, we won fifty nine twenty seven. 27 You it's great looking at it now. We won fifty nine twenty seven 27 and then lost 58-27 next week. But, um, that we we allowed like four hundred yards, four hundred thirty yards to to Texas Southern. They put up twenty seven points. Right, we were talking about how terrible that was for the defense to allow that much against Texas Southern. Well, UTSA allowed four hundred something yards and twenty four points to Texas Southern this last week. Some of that was coming off of the the game against Texas, where their their heads were in that game. They they didn't quite let Texas beat them twice, but they let Texas play them twice, basically, you know. Um, Texas Southern, you know, they they put up some yards against them. And uh, I, think, I think that UTSA is a little vulnerable. They're going to be ready to play against North Texas because, you know, what happened last year. But I think they're a little vulnerable. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but um, I think, well, you know what? This week, I know they got to go to middle, right? Middle just coming off that win against... Um, uh, Miami and uh, here, here's what I'm saying, right? This is the kind of thing I've been talking about in this league for all these teams and it does apply to North Texas sometimes, right? You beat a Miami, right? You're Middle Tennessee, you beat Miami. Everybody's talking about you. You get everybody's attention. He's like standing up on the table and going, hey. Everybody goes, oh, hey, look, look at this. Now's your chance to do something, right? You saw Marshall beat, um, uh, Notre Dame and then they lost two in a row. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. Um. You know, it, you don't make the most of the moment, right? Middle beats, they follow up that Miami win, which is a non-conference win, but it ultimately doesn't mean a whole lot, right? Uh, not in, like, this season terms. Like, maybe more donations to said and the other, like I talked about earlier, but nothing in terms of, like, this season now they get to go move on to somebody else. But you beat a UTSA following that up on a Friday, uh when you have everybody's eyes on you and you beat you know the defending conference u s a champions at home, you get to show off your your crowd right you get to um talk about your team like look, we beat miami, we beat u t s a everybody thought it was real good. Hey, come look at us, it's middle Tennessee, you know those are opportunity games uh you gotta take full advantage of that uh so that that's a little digression that just me saying to you that I think u t s a is vulnerable. So let's say you lose to UTSA, okay, um, but that's just your one loss, maybe, right? I think UTSA maybe they slip up ag- again against a good team. They got to play UAB, right? And then you have the you have uh, a better record than them, right? As long as you don't slip up, and then you got you just got to really win in that scenario against one of UAB in UTSA, and then you kind of let them lose, and then you let you hopeful hopefully uh, UTSA slips up, and then you finish second in the conference maybe, and then you get to go to the conference championship game, right? That's the idea. That's the path. That's what you're hoping for, right? Because I don't think North Texas is just outright better than everybody else. You're like, look, we just got to run the table, and we will run the table, right? It's not going to happen. That's fine, right? This is the back door. we got to find a way to backdoor in it. But it's fine because it's what the game's about. You compete every year. You take as much as you can. You compete for as much as you can every season, or else what are you doing? Wasting everybody's time. Um, so that's it. Uh, a little a little, uh, shout out to the, uh, I don't know what they're called, but like a collection of basketball writers. It's like Three Man Weave, um, the 68 Daily, and some random basketball uh, uh, writers did the Almanac where they previewed all like 300 and something basketball teams. Uh, if you've read Three Man Weave before and I've linked to it, I'm Nation and CUSAReport.com um they do a good stuff they do a good preview like where they think about it they talk about it and they analyze it right they think they do some betting stuff on the side or whatever but they always give a good take on it they're not always right but it's not about right it's it's you know like helping you as a fan uh better appreciate the link they do a great job and so they put it together it's like i don't know it's like 20 bucks but i think you can get it pre-order it's like 15 bucks or something like that It's, it's very affordable and very useful you can read about all of the college basketball teams that you care about um i read through the conference usa once. they have a lot of good things to say even you know some things that i I forgot about or or uh, are you know wanted to see um uh or to get a refresher on right uh you see a lot of names a lot of key players a lot of good stuff in there i totally recommend it go give them some money it's good stuff uh we will start doing some basketball coverage coming up here soon I was surprised to learn how affordable the Mean green uh season tickets are like if I were anywhere within like three hours of uh Denton, I would buy season tickets' They're, i mean it's like you can get two ones like down there for like three hundred bucks two tickets three hundred bucks all season, or something like that um uh, that is not terrible at all. Buy some season tickets uh you'll get good seats for you know. Good games. North Texas is going to be very good. Conference USA is a good league. Um, you see a lot of good basketball. Uh, over here, we we bought tickets. We bought season tickets to a local basketball team. Um, and they, sh- they should be good. Support college basketball. Again, it is entertainment. And I think we all can get sucked in to watching on TV, giving some hot takes all the time, firing off some uh, silly jokes or whatever on there. But I think... You got to go to the game. You know, if you're not anywhere near your favorite team, go to a local college basketball game. Go watch it. Go see some live sport action. It's fun. You'll appreciate, you know, like the the talent on display, the quality of basketball, or the lack of quality of basketball. You go watch enough college basketball to help you appreciate good college basketball. I think one of the best values in sports is watching college basketball. Um, you know, you just see you, – you, you see – good athletes and entertaining stuff. It's it's very good. I got, I like the the week-long conference USA tournament in Frisco. It's a steal. Uh you get to see men's and women's basketball all week. It's a good time. And um totally recommend it. Uh but yeah, so we'll we'll start up that coverage um, soonish. Uh I think everybody's talking about Grant McGaslin and uh you know wondering where he's going to go after this. North Texas should be a little bit more offensive this season. Uh, McGassin was telling the Almanac guys that, um, you know, basically they, that good players want to come here now. Like we, We've won here at North Texas, and now good players want to come be a part of it, right? And we've talked about that before, that it's okay, right? You know, Let good players go, that it helps the next one come in. You, you keep on keeping on, right? Uh, um, we had the best basketball player in North Texas history, followed by Tyler Perry, who's a very good basketball player, and he's gonna be good, even though he fights with people on Twitter all the time. Um, you know, UAB still the team to beat, and they reloaded. They got like some dude from LSU. They got a lot of talent over there. Uh, Louisiana Tech should be still, you know, they're, they're in there. Uh, but Western got like three dudes. They got Jordan Rawls back. They got Sharp. He's back. Western Kentucky is gonna be good again. Uh, which is good in the way that we like to have like a rival, somebody to, to kind of uh, look at and say that's going to be a squad, but it's going to be UAB, it's going to be Western Kentucky, and North Texas in there. I think the Almanac named uh, Western, North Texas, and UAB as three of their top 68 mid-majors or something like that, whatever it was. Uh, but basically, North Texas should be a team to watch. We've got a lot of firepower now. got some shooters out there, uh, better free throw shooters for those of you that care about fundamentals. Um, but it should still be the same attention to detail, uh, attention to defense kind of program. And it should be a lot of wins on on tap, you know? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mingry Nation podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe uh, on all your favorite podcast platforms, all that good stuff. Tell your friends about it. Pass it on. If you have any feedback from me, or Aldo or Greg when he's on here talking basketball with me, uh, you can send it to podcastatmingreenation dot com. Uh, just send an email. I'll respond uh, to any and all of them that come in. Uh, you can DM me. You can tweet me on Twitter. It's Mingreenation. Uh, you can find the site mingreenation dot com. Uh, that's where I prefer you go. Uh, but there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. Go, Mingreen.